This is the Manorizing Podcast, episode 14. Gentlemen, this is Dr. Jordan Bowen. Let's get to it. So today, I'm going to tell you a little story. And the story is about a man. Okay? So... Whether you believe what the Bible says or not, there have been numerous sources outside of the Bible that have described that Jesus was an actual being, an actual person, okay? Whether you believe the stories and everything else, that's beside the fact. So, let me tell you this story. Jesus, okay, he was born. Born to a carpenter, at that time, I don't know about you, I've seen different uh, historic tables, chairs, things like that. I don't know if necessarily a carpenter was a very prestigious occupation at that time. It's not like he was a servant of the court or anything like that, but okay. So his father was a carpenter. His mother, they say, was a teenager. At that time, again, that was a normal age for getting married, having kids. But he was born out of wedlock. Back in those days, should that have been called out? Should Mary have been called out when she was pregnant, she could have been killed. They could have stoned her for getting pregnant out of wedlock. If Joseph didn't believe that she was carrying the Son of God, then he could have had her killed for being unfaithful to him. Because they were promised to marry each other, but they were not married yet. On top of that, he was born in a barn. Less than a barn, because he was born in a manger. He was basically born in a lean-to, in a food trough, more than likely. And so, there are a few other places that could have been lower to be born in. I guess in the side of the road or in a ditch somewhere. But that's pretty low. And then, you know, the tale that the wise men came and gave him gifts and things like that. Because they listened to the voice inside them, they saw the star, they heard the angels, and they went. Okay. But after that, Jesus then became a refugee, an enemy of the state. Because King Herod, at that time, got scared that the king of the Jews was being born. And so, in order to try to stop it, he then had all the male children under two years old killed. His parents got word of this, and they left the country. So, he was a refugee. All was quiet for about, what they say, 
29 to 30 years where Jesus was learning in the temple. There's little stories here and there about um, going to the different temples and things and Jesus was actually got left behind because he was listening to the teachings. Why did that early life occur in the way that it did? Why didn't he come as a baby to a royal family or a well-off family or an established family? Why? Because even if you look at the Bible as just a story, that story is to show us that coming from nothing and all of the social taboos at that time, everything that he did was, was born into was a cultural and social taboo. But coming from all of that, he was able to create something, a movement, a worldwide change that is still going on over 2,000 years. So coming from nothing all the social taboos, to create something is possible for any man willing to listen to the voice within them and do what it tells them to do. And it's not about how you do it. It's the result of what it is that you did. Why do you think Jesus performed miracles so many different ways. As a son of God, don't you think he could have just pointed at people and they could have just got up, healed from their blindness, healed from their deformities, raised from the dead. He could have just pointed or just said, be healed, be healed, be healed, be healed, be healed. You know, why so many different ways? Because I believe that that was to show us that there are so many different ways that you could do something, but it's the result that matters. Results matter. And in a future podcast, I'm going to kind of talk about the hustle and grind. But if you can get the same results with less work, or you can get the same results faster, or you can get the same results with a better life, then why don't you do it? Some people, he rubbed mud in their eyes. Some people, they had to go and wash themselves in a river seven times. Some people, they had to have their friends lower them down through a roof. Some people... They just had to cry out. Some people just had to touch his robe. But there are so many different ways. But they received the result that they were looking for. The result to them was a miracle. A miracle is something that you do not necessarily have an explanation for. Something that you were looking for but you can't explain why it happened, but it happened.
something that confounds the current ideas, contradicts the current ideas, the status quo. I see miracles on a daily basis in my office because of the fact that when people come to my office and it restores the normal function of the body, their body is able to function better. The so-called diagnoses and symptoms disappear. They call it a miracle. I call it normal. But going back to the previous topic that I was talking about, it doesn't matter where you came from. You can come from millions and millions of dollars and be bankrupt and depressed and not have any direction in life and not live up to your potential. You can come from the streets of nowhere, nothing, no family, nothing, and grow up to lead a country, lead a revolution, lead a movement that you are called to lead. But you must trust the voice inside of you that is calling you to do that. And you must go and do the work necessary in order for you to get the results that you are required to get and the results that you want. But don't let who you are, what you are, where you've been, how you were born, what other people say about you, what other people think about you, influence how you live your life. Don't let them do it. Because at the end of the day, it comes down to you. They don't live your life. They don't get a say in what you do. They think they do. You might have allowed them in the past, but they don't get a say. So where in your life have you been listening to the lie that you did not come from the right background in order for you to do something? Of course, there are some limitations. But if you're truly called to do something, there's no limitations to that. Oftentimes, these limitations are because we are trying to force something that is not truly our calling. But where is it? What do you dwell on and then lie to yourself saying that you can't do it because of X, Y, or Z? And what do you have to do to change that? What lies do you have to smash? What fears do you have to walk through? in order for you to get that life that you want, that purpose you are called to. Time to sit down, pull out that piece of paper and that pen and get to work. Where is it? And what is it that you're called to do that you have not been listening to the voice and instead listening to the lies inside your head? Not listening to your heart, but listening to your head. Because when your heart speaks and you follow that, your head figures out the rest. With that, this is Dr. Jordan Bowen saying, I don't know why I always say that. Of course, this is Dr. Jordan Bowen saying,
This is Dr. Jordan Bowen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Be blessed. Peace.